Good morning and welcome to 10 Minutes to Change Your Mind. I want to, I want to welcome all our returning listeners and a special welcome to all our new listeners as we grow. My name is Carl Schilling. I'm your host and facilitator in our journey to maximize the power of your creative mind. Now, today we're going to continue along, tell you a little story about habits, and then we're going to get into discussing, you know, purpose in life. But before we get started, in his book, The Referral of a Lifetime, Tim Templeton tells us everyone knows 250 people. So I want to challenge you to share 10 minutes to change your mind with everyone you know. Just tell them they can find this on Spotify, Anchor, Google, um, Amazon Music, uh, Apple. They can find us on eight different platforms, which are the main platforms for most podcasts. So just check out a pot, check out a platform, put in 10 minutes to change your mind and you'll find us. Okay. So uh, you'll be helping me with the mission of bringing the power of the creative mind to everyone. And we are at a time and period where it is so important that people get control and start to realize the power that they have within themselves to create everything they truly want. Yesterday, we discussed habits and uh, formation of such and also uh, reflected on um, how you can, you know, reinforce your behaviors because nothing happens with your behaviors that is not built into your habits. So reflectively, but I want to tell you a little story uh, about um, uh, an inspirational story that I think uh, uh, I found in a book called uh, The Power of Focus uh, by Jack Canfield, uh, Mark Victor Hansen, and Les Hewitt. Very good book if you get a chance. And he said, uh, to finish, here's another inspirational story, one that incorporates everything we've talked about uh, in this chapter consistent uh, persistence, agreements, and accountability, and of course, the integrity factor. Ken Hitchcock is a big man in many ways, not the least of which is physical. Several years ago, Ken weighed in at more than 450 pounds. His huge size did not deter him from pursuing his love and passion, which is coaching hockey. Uh, He became a great coach, leading uh, a junior club to division championships in five out of six seasons. At that point was a truly remarkable record at that level. But uh, Ken's real ambition was to coach in the National Hockey League. Now, as a strategist, he knew just about everything there was to know about the game. He also knew how to inspire players to consistently turn in top performances. His weight, however, was a factor. He was told that he probably wouldn't be selected for a big league coaching position because of his size. Now, you know how that is. It's got professional athletes and they look at their coach and, and, and his coach is preaching conditioning and getting in good shape, and it, it doesn't go over well, right? So uh, one day at the end of practice with his junior club, he stepped and fell on the ice. To his embarrassment and frustration, he couldn't get back on his feet again and required assistance from his players to make it to the bench. So this was a defining moment for him. He realized with absolute certainty that his ambitions would never be realized unless he tackled his weight problem. So he made a choice to take charge of his future by choosing to win the battle over obesity. Now, with the support of a close friend, he started an arduous weight loss program that included training every day and eating a carefully balanced diet. Now, with consistent persistence and a commitment to succeed, he lost an amazing 250 pounds in less than two years. Ken had decided to become accountable for his results. He made an agreement with himself that he would do whatever it took to compete for a coaching position in the National Hockey League. In 1997, his dream came true. 
when he uh, uh, when he became the head coach of the Dallas Stars in his first full season, he expertly guided the team to the top of the regular season standings. Another remarkable achievement. And two years later, he achieved every coach's dream in the NHL, winning the Stanley Cup in 1999. Uh, it was the first ever championship for the Dallas Stars. Now, if Ken Hitchcock could do it, why couldn't you do something outstanding? You know, we'll repeat it one more time. True integrity is making good choices consistently, keeping agreements with yourself, persisting through the tough times, and being 100% accountable for your results. It's a winning formula. It takes courage and desire. But in the end, all these things work to your benefit, okay? So, and once you make this decision, there's no turning back. You got to burn the bridges, burn the bridges. There is no retreat, all right? Unless you prefer the guilt of knowing that you never really gave it your best shot. For many, many years, I used to tell my sales teams about goal setting and make them understand that the pain of not achieving goal has to be greater than the pleasure of achieving the goal. Now, let me tell you that again. The pain of not achieving your goal, whatever that's going to be, whatever you lay out for yourself with integrity, has to be greater than the pleasure of actually attaining that goal. See, that'll always keep you moving in the right direction. That'll keep you moving because you'll know that the pain of not reaching goal is unbearable. So you want to avoid that pain to move towards pleasure. And the pleasure would be achieving your goal. So today I wanted to speak to you a little bit about purpose, as we mentioned. And, and by the way, these are long topics. These are not short topics. We just cover a few simple uh, little things, but it's uh, pretty important to live on purpose. You know, uh, George Bernard Shaw said, this is the true joy, the being used for a purpose recognized as a mighty one. So Everybody has a purpose in life, whether they recognize it or not. Now, some people's purposes are are not really at the top forefront of their mind, and therefore they're not they're uncontrollable, and which leads to bad habits and, and a lot of things, a lot of failure, and a lot of lack of recognition and awareness of uh, that failure, and so you end up in a rut, and you end up staying in that rut. But you know, finding your purpose is something that is really, really powerful. Napoleon Hill always said that that was the first step in all success was, <clears throat> you know, finding a burning desire, a purpose in life that uh, would propel you towards everything you want. So it doesn't make a difference where your stature is in life right now. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care what you're doing now. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how, how, how lack of success you are. Right now, you need to define and identify a purpose. Now, if you can do that, you will move towards everything you want simply because uh, hope is a marathon. When you have a purpose, you have hope. When you have hope, you have the ability to persistently move in the direction you want to move into because you have hope. Hope is not some willy-nilly, you know, just sitting back dreaming. You know, hope is a fervent daily willingness to move in a direction that you know is going to provide you the purpose that you have in life and that you are going to live on purpose. You are going to 
continually keep that purpose in front of you and you are going to make sure that you attain the greatest results for that purpose for others because your purpose should encompass the fact that somewhere in it is to the benefit of others your purpose can't just be about you okay that's not good enough if it's just about you then you could end up in a negative role hurting a lot of people or or actually hurting yourself because you're not benefiting others so your purpose has to be on purpose to benefit others and the more people you can benefit and the wider that circle and network goes the more success that you will have the more that you can grow so your purpose should go about tied together with your natural ability something that you do really really well something that you enjoy doing and something that you can control to bring together to benefit others. That's how to identify a purpose in life. So as we close today, take out your pen and paper and spend some time and identify your purpose. If you haven't yet, if you've already done it, and that's great. That's fantastic. But if you haven't, and most haven't, and most people don't have a true purpose, then let's get your North Star. Let's get you moving in the right direction. Let's get that purpose down on paper. Let's get it written. And let's start to uh, fabricate a way for you to develop this purpose in life to the benefit of others. It must inure to the benefit of others. And the more people you can benefit and help and the more people that you can put in that network, the more successful you will become. All right. So we've uh, come through another day. Look, use your mind properly. Make it work for you and others, and I'll speak with you tomorrow.